Hello everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. The title of today's message is The Yoke That Brings Rest. Jesus made a wonderful offer of rest to people who were feeling weary and burdened. But he, he offered this rest in a way that may surprise us. Listen to his words in Matthew chapter 11 from verse 28. I'll read all texts from the New International Version. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus offered rest and to enter into that rest, he said that we should take his yoke upon us. Now, when Jesus was speaking of a yoke, he was using a farming image, something that his hearers would have been very familiar with. They would have pictured something like two oxen being yoked together, pulling a plow. Now, I don't know about you, but when I picture oxen plowing a field, I don't think of rest. I think of hard work, pulling a plow through, through big fields, breaking up hard ground. In contrast, the Apostle Peter also used that image of a yoke and in the context of a burden. He compared the law of Moses to a heavy yoke, a burden that was too heavy to bear. That's found in Acts chapter 15 from verse 5. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are. Perhaps this is why Jesus used the illustration of a yoke. The people of Israel were yoked to the law of Moses and to many, many additional rules and traditions that their religious leaders had added and imposed upon them. Jesus was clearly unhappy with this situation if you consider these words recorded in Matthew chapter 23 from verse 1. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Verse 4, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. 
the people of Israel were trying so hard to be righteous in God's sight by obeying the laws given to them by Moses. To make sure that they obeyed these laws, they added all sorts of rules to make sure that they got this right. For example, resting on the Sabbath became more than just on the seventh day you must rest, but it was defined by a long list of things that you could not do on the Sabbath. When the disciples picked some grain and ate it, they were accused of breaking the Sabbath. Matthew chapter 12 verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. So they had this heavy burden on them. But even with their great efforts and their extra rules, the people found that Trying to be righteous in God's sight on their own strength was impossible. Even the most legalistic Jews of the time failed. Consider this revealing rebuke from Jesus. Matthew chapter 23 from verse 23. Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill and cumin. But you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides. You strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. When these religious leaders brought their tithes to the temple, they even went through their spices to make sure that they had given a tenth of everything. I can imagine a Pharisee counting the leaves on his mint bushes and carefully uh, picking out a tenth, counting out the seeds, counting out a tenth. He thought that he was being very righteous. But while he was counting his leaves, he was neglecting justice, mercy and faithfulness. This kind of law keeping is exhausting and ineffective. It may impress other people, but it doesn't change our hearts. Listen to Paul's words in Colossians chapter 2 from verse 20. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom, with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Now, if... We consider the the burden of sin, the burden of fanatical rule-keeping as yokes. Now Jesus' words make so much sense. Let's read them again. Matthew chapter 11 from verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is effectively saying to us, Are you tired of trying to be righteous by keeping an endless list of rules? Throw off that yoke and yoke in with me instead. When you yoke in with me, you will walk close to me and you will find that I guide you in the right ways. When you yoke in with me, you will find that I pull the load with you, not like those Pharisees, and I am strong enough to pull it on my own. So you will find this a light burden. When you yoke in with me, you will find rest for your soul, because it is now in step with me. It is now at peace with God. This is the wonder of following Jesus. Friends, as we live close to Jesus, we find ourselves living righteous lives and advancing the kingdom of God. We find that it is no longer so hard to obey his commands because he is pulling the plow with us. He is providing the power. We can say things like the Apostle Paul said, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. His power that is at work within us. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So if we want to find rest for our souls, true rest, we need to yoke in with Jesus. I sincerely hope that you want to be yoked with Jesus. I do. So let me close with three ways that we can yoke in and stay yoked in. Number one, it starts with a decision. Jesus said, come to me. Jesus doesn't offer us a physical yoke, but it is a great picture of what he is inviting us to do. Imagine for a moment that you are walking up to Jesus. He has a yoke fastened to him. And he offers the other harness to you. You allow him to fasten it onto you. You are now harnessed to him. Where he goes, you must go. When he goes to plow a field, you go to plow that field. When he stops, you stop. When he changes direction, you change direction. So the decision is this. I will no longer try to live my life my way. I will instead commit to live his way. My mission is now his mission. Essentially, what we are doing is putting our statement of faith, Jesus is Lord, into practice. We are surrendering, surrendering our lives to Jesus as our Lord. He is now in charge. 
We are harnessed to him. Number two, it continues with obedience. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. When I was young, we had some dogs that needed to be taken for a walk every day. They were not obedience trained and they were pretty stubborn. They did their best to run off at their pace and at their direction. It was quite a challenge to try and control these animals. So we walked them with, on leads with collars around their necks to keep them close to us. Sometimes they would pull so hard that they could hardly breathe because of the pressure on their necks. Later, we bought a German Shepherd and we took her for obedience training. This dog was much stronger than the others, so she had to be trained. And she learned to walk with us. There was no gasping or straining, just a pleasant walk. Now, we can be like that with Jesus. We're excited to be walking with him, but then we see something else. And that excites us, and we want to run after that. We pull to the side, but the yoke uh, pulls us back. We strain and we struggle, but he doesn't change direction for us. We may even pull ourselves out of the yoke and run off our own, on our own mission. This usually leads us into trouble. At some stage, we may foolishly ask, Where's Jesus? Has he deserted me? As if he should be following us. No, we should be following him. Sometimes I wish that the Lord's yoke was physical, so that I couldn't run off on my own mission. But it's not physical. It's a yoke of obedience. It's a daily decision that we must make to obey his commands. So it continues with obedience. And lastly, it also continues with learning. Jesus said, and learn from me. When we walk close to Jesus, we learn from him. People of that time knew how to train a young ox. You yoked it together with an old ox. Initially, the young ox didn't know what to do, but it was yoked in with an old one who did know what to do. Through being yoked with the old ox for some time, the young ox would learn what to do. Now, the word disciple uh, means learner. As disciples of Jesus, we learn from him. We learn his ways and his words. Practically for us, we can learn his words and ways by reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then putting his words into practice. Now, some people don't want to read and learn. They think, we have the Holy Spirit. We can just be led by him. We don't have to learn. Friends, I would submit that Jesus clearly knew the scriptures very well. He used them to defeat the devil. He used them to defeat arguments and tricks of his opponents. If Jesus learned the scriptures, so should you and I. Remember, 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
when we know Jesus' words and ways and apply them to our lives, this helps us to stay close to him because we then walk his way. We will be far less likely to run off in the wrong direction because we will recognize that it's wrong. So let's be disciples, learners, people who hear Jesus' words and put them into practice. Let's be like that wise person who built their house on the rock. Listen to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 25. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. So, it continues with learning. Let me conclude. Jesus offers us rest for our souls. This rest comes when we submit our lives to him. He likens this life of rest to being yoked to him, like one ox being yoked to another. When we yoke in with Jesus, we find that we supernaturally live lives of righteousness, purpose, and we enjoy an inner peace. We yoke in by deciding to submit our lives to his rule. We yoke in by choosing daily to obey him. We stay yoked in by actively learning his words and his ways and putting them into practice. Let's yoke in with Jesus and stay yoked in.